You all right, Harry? You seem a bit quiet. He killed my fucking Paris, didn't he? The one who gave me this. You know, Agrid, I know you do. First, and understand this, Harry, because it's very important. Not all wizards are good. Some of them go bad. A few years ago, there was one wizard who went as bad as you can go. And his name was... And his name was... Maybe if you wrote it down... No, I can't spell it. All right. Voldemort. Voldemort? <laughs> it was dark times, Harry. Dark times. Voldemort, he started gathering followers. Brought him over to the dark side. My fucking accent is changing as I do this. He brought him over to the dark side. <laughs> Anyone who stood up him ended up dead. Your parents fought hard against him. But nobody lived once he decided to kill him. Nobody. Not one. Except you. Me? Voldemort fucking tried to kill me? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. There ain't no ordinary cut on your forehead, Harry. A mark like that comes from being touched by... Facing off a podcast where we ordinarily take two similar bits of entertainment and we compare, contrast, and rate them. But this is no ordinary episode. Just like that is no ordinary curse scar on your. Uh, it's just a scar on your forehead, Harry. Uh, this is a magical episode. We're taking out the big ones. We're going to talk about four sure movies. The not. first four. I'm not going to take out my. Normal, normal size. Yeah, um, yeah. We're gonna talk about the first four Harry Potter films. That's, My name is Harry Professor Potter's Gabe. Yes. You have to refer to me as Professor Gabe for the rest of this. <clears throat> Absolutely. And not. Join with me <clears throat> is the greatest witch there ever was, Layla. What's up? <laughs> and the filthiest of mudbloods, wow. Nick. Oh wow! A slur. <laughs> wow. It is in the magical world. It's a slur. What's up, guys? Attacked. No. Are much. you ready for HP? Baby, I don't think I could be more ready. This is the episode that lived. This is unfortunately for our (laughs) listeners who who stuck around long enough through the intro and this. This is the episode that lived. Layla, really quickly, happy birthday! It's her birthday week. Everyone wish her a happy birthday if you haven't already. Happy birthday! We won't be doing that the rest. That's the last one. (laughs) Last one. Snuck it in. Uh, yeah, and happy early Halloween to everyone. Uh, yes. It's a wonderful time of year, and it's a wonderful time, time to year. stay inside, sip some 
cocoa. I know that that's Christmas time, but you could sip some cocoa and pumpkin spiced ale and uh, uh, butterbeer. Watch some butter Harry beer? Potter. Yeah, yeah. butterbeer, mead, um, um, chocolate frog. Yeah. For this episode, we're as I said, we're going to do the first four movies. So that is Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Hmm. HBO Max coming in huge I know. by calling it Philosopher's Stone. Uh, and then we're also going to talk about Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. And then we're going to mm-hmm. talk about Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. And Whee! then we're going to talk about Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fuego. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire Flames emoji. Are you guys pumped? Layla, I know I you are pumped. a huge Harry Harry Potter. <laughs> I am a huge Harry Potter fan. This is These yeah. movies are my life. I watch them all the time. Uh. More consistently so, than I watch anything other than Lord of the Rings. <laughs> well, I imagine, since you're a huge Harry Potter fan, that you know what house you would be in. So why don't you tell me what you think you would be in and what Potter, Pottermore yeah, I like I, That's in. such an important distinction, because Pottermore is fascinating to me. So I, I did mm. Pottermore and I got Slytherin, which I'm mostly completely Whoa. fine oh, with at this point shit. in my life. But I... Slytherin, eh? <laughs> But I know like deep down and just from like millions of other quizzes and, you know, my like heart of hearts that I am Ravenclaw. Like it is just, it's true and true. I know I am a part oh, of Helena Ravenclaw. Oh, herself. So. Uh, yeah, makes the most Nicholas. sense. Although like I'm not opposed to Slytherin. I think Slytherin's great. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, you know, historically pretty evil, but yeah, sure. Pretty great. Sal- Sal- we can have this Slytherin debate if you want okay to. Guy. We could. Um, I actually, actually, I was going to talk about that. Uh, so Kevin, who's been on the podcast before, one of my closest friends from high school, he uh, did Pottermore. He did the Pottermore quiz like 10 times in a row because he wanted to be Slytherin and it <laughs> kept not being Slytherin, uh, which I don't even know how that's possible, but I think idiot. they knew that he was trying too hard. Nick, what is yours? Do you know? Just can see through that. Yeah, I am a Hufflepuff. <laughs> yeah, of course. That's you are. the best. Um, no, honestly, okay, that's fine that he said it reluctantly. I hate people that are like, I'm hu- like, I'm Hufflepuff, and I know that I'm Hufflepuff. Like, it, Hufflepuff is the best house. Team Hufflepuff. I was like, in what world? Who like, says that? Cedric Diggory. Was I mean, cool. I also know that I'm a Hufflepuff. I I love I Hufflepuff. Like I think they're a great fucking house. I'm a what? What is this slander? Your Ravenclaw. Yeah, I guess. Nerd, um, I am nerds? Gryffindor, and Raven, and it's Raven not just nerds? because of my hair uh, and and the rags that I wear. It's uh, I I did the Pottermore quiz, and I'm I'm uh, Gryffindor. You know, I'm it's a bit not- of a character. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm a goofy goober, uh, but I am brave and smart. What's uh What's the Ravenclaw distinctions? These they're just like smart. like what is Ravenclaw? They're they're yeah. like super smart, kind of brash. Like they love to debate people. They like they put nope. intellect yeah, is yeah, like I'm above everything else. He's definitely Ravenclaw. Uh, he loves to correct people. <clears throat> okay. Um, <laughs> how about this? Let's do this before we get, before we like dive into each of these movies. I can't even speak today. Um, why don't you guys rank? The first four movies. And by the way, we're only doing the first four this year. Next year, we're doing the next four, baby. And then we'll do a full ranking at that time. I think Layla should go first. She's got strong opinions on these. So what's your ranking of these four? Like counting down or going up? However you want to. 
Okay. My it's favorite Harry such Potter a, movie. Such a fucking Ravenclaw thing to say. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Do you want me to um, like do it in a snake order or serpentine? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> doesn't even apply to the situation. Oh, this just, is just so wanted to prove fantastically you know, yeah. Oh my god. Okay. Um. So my favorite Harry Potter movie is um <clears throat> Prisoner of Azkaban. So three is like number all one for together. Me. Even like yeah. like eight. All yeah. eight. Okay. Yeah. Spoilers. Um. So it for me it goes three one four two. Three, one, four, two. Okay. Yeah. Nick. I was going to go three, four, one, two, but four and one are real close to each other. Like, it could mm. very well be Layla's ranking. I, yeah, I don't like Goblet of Fire that much in terms of, like, certain details of it, because it's my favorite yeah, book outside of the last book, um, <clears throat> The Deathly Hollows, but... Um, I go three, but it's still exciting and I just don't like watching little kids movies. So I go three, four, two, one. Um, what? Chamber of Secrets just gets into a darker place and I enjoy oh my God. that. We have so much to discuss. Because I, I love when like, it seems like murder is, is happening. It seems like right. murder what? is afoot. Yeah. And I just, <laughs> I just love when it seems that murder the is The first <laughs> one is magical, but it's just difficult to watch. They're just such little kids. Like, yeah. I oh can't goodness. watch little kids. I disagree we'll so much. Well, good. Oh. Save it. We'll mm. we'll talk about such we'll, a Ravenclaw thing. So let's talk that. about. Um, no no no. Let's let's start with one. But let's talk about our favorite moments from each of these movies. What are like the best? Give me the highlight each reel movie? of these movies. In okay. your opinion, you could. Let's start with one first. Okay. And you could talk about other ones as you do it. This is discussion based. <laughs> let's do it. Uh, I mean, I think it's easy. I'm I'm literally wearing a ghost sweatshirt. My favorite scene in the first one is the Halloween scene, like when they like descend down and all the pumpkins are floating mm. in the Great Hall, and then the whole troll scene is so fun to me. I just love mm. that whole like half an hour. That whole sequence is incredible. That's my favorite part of the first movie. That is a great part, uh, Nick. Do you have a favorite part? I d- I kind of really like. Uh, I don't like them, but I like the Dursleys a lot. <laughs> Mm. Oh yeah, they're great. Like, just in they're terms so of, great. Like, entertainment, entertainment, and, yeah, and yeah. entertainment, and like the you love child abuse. Yeah, no. the <laughs> and the says. not that, not that, not that, yeah. and the uh, <laughs> no male today boy. <laughs> what's the what's the term like the the uh, they do it justice? Yeah, yeah. Like the Dursleys are the Dursleys in the book, and, and it's, I'm like, yeah, these people are <clears throat> the worst. And it's it's pretty fun to watch. I also really like when Hagrid shows up. They're dedicated. And, yeah, dedicated. And there's like... There's How the like, fuck do they get to that island? What island? A boat. <clears throat> yeah, but but oh, without magic. Yeah. They got there and didn't fucking crash into those rocks. Nope. I didn't even see a dock. Do you see a dock? Well, it no. was night-night time. That's why the waves were so okay, bad. During true. the day, night, I imagine it's time. a lot better. Very cute. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, yeah. I, I like the Dursley scenes. I, think I really like fun. there's a scene where uh, there's like the list of stuff that Harry needs, and Hagrid's like, we need to go to Diagon Alley for that. And it's like, yeah, dude, you knew that before. You should have just been like, you need to go to Diagon Alley for everything on that list, friend. Yeah. He says it like it's like, a, oh, yeah, yeah, we should go there. Oh, yeah, there yeah, are. Yeah, dude, lo- there's nowhere else to shop. Yeah. He, well, he needed to lead up. you through London and show oh, no, you that I there's a secret why, part of London. But yeah, it's a silly line. It is pretty silly. There's there's plenty that's silly. 
I actually, my favorite part of the first movie is like one of the most fucked up parts. And it's when Dumbledore absolutely fucks all the other houses, including <laughs> Slytherin, at the very end Such with the point system. Move. He does it in maybe the most cruel way he could have possibly done. Yeah, he done. goes through the whole thing. Because he could have just led with, I'm giving all these points to Gryffindor <laughs> yeah. for everything they just did, instead of awarding it to Slytherin and then doing second, third, and fourth place, and then being like, oh, wait. Oh, Gryffindor's coming from the back. It's making it all the way to the front yeah. and everyone Dumbledore is definitely a Gryffindor stan for sure. It, it was abusive. It was fucked up. I know that <laughs> he was power. teaching a le- I know he was teaching a lesson as he was doing it, but he could have done it before. Was the lesson how to abuse your seat yeah, of power? Seriously, he- maybe. Yeah, seriously. It's not chill. I also I love what it, Layla, the scene that you brought up, I I really like um because like, my favorite aspect of the first movie is just how John Williams, like, just takes you into this world. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. even visually, it's great, but the, the music is, is like, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm in it. John Williams is fucking so good at what he does. <laughs> and it's just, and then also with the visuals, the world building in the first one is just remarkable. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's, that's the, actually yeah. exactly, that's exactly why I will 100% put one above four, because... I was thinking about this a lot with one and two, but like you don't get that later on. You don't just get like pure fun magic and all the Hogwarts shots mm-hmm. and all the like little nuances about being in this world and just enjoying being in the world. And obviously it gets very dark as it goes on and you like lose some of that like childlike wonder. But one will always be nostalgia. It'll always be like the building blocks of Harry Potter because of that. Like it's just it makes you feel happy, tingly feelings when you watch it. So like I I don't like two as much simply because it goes away from that, I think. But like number one just like makes me feel all the happy feelings. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's why I would put it a higher than two as well. And and think about putting it second. Yeah, I I agree with that. I I think like I have reasons for why I like four more in terms of just entertainment value for the movies because like I really think like outside of three, I don't really think the four the first four movies are very good. Like in terms of just like I stack them against other movies, I wouldn't. But the last four I think are like really good. Well, Order of the Phoenix is so so. Um, but the the last three are like really 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 well done movies. Um, like Prisoner of Azkaban. Um, but I guess, what I, you know, I agree with you, Layla, and that's why I'm would. Pr- i actually going to shift it and just move one above two because I, I really don't give a shit about two either. Um, yeah. But it's... I, I love the world building and, like, being immersed in the Hogwarts universe is really cool. Yeah. And wh- the only other one where you really get that in the first four is Prisoner of Azkaban because in that... Alfonso Cuaron, the director, starts like playing with the landscape around, yeah, which is cool. It's like they don't explore that in the first two very much. They do a little bit when they go into the woods, mm -hmm. and that's it. Yeah, and the first one's just like, oh, we're sitting in the Great Hall, and we magically put all this food out for the kids, and it's like little fun things that just feel like magical when you're watching it, and you're like, yes, (laughs) this is making me so happy. Absolutely. We'll we'll talk a little bit about two. Are there any parts of uh, Chamber of Secrets that you love? Yeah, it's a very weird specific thing, but that 
that very iconic shot at the end of the movie when Hermione's back and she runs to Harry and hugs him. That shot is just used throughout the films, and I love that shot so much. And their threesome friendship is like my favorite thing on the planet. So that I like cried when that happened when I was rewatching the second one. Um, As far as like the story, I don't know. I really don't care about the second one, even though it's looking back insanely important (laughs) like it just it addresses the horcruxes before you even like know that that's a thing and so deeply and every and the where tom riddle is yeah voldemort and the the voldemort origin story for sure it's huge it's so important i just there's not really like i was i realized while i was watching it that i just don't really like the second movie it's definitely like the last one for me as far as any kind of ranking i think it's very long i don't like it's too long for sure a lot is is just it's so much is happening like you get to the like what i don't know three-fourths into the movie and like it's just the spider situation and it's just debunking hagrid (laughs) being like having the monster so it's just like there's this whole storyline that they're leading through that doesn't even like end up playing out or be very necessary. Not to say that like for the I mean, movie for sure. That's one of my favorite yeah. parts though. This this it's great. Um, yeah. Man, what's his name? Crap. What's the spider's name? Uh, oh. Starts with the A. Aragor. No. Aragor. Aragog. Aragog. Yeah. Jeez. You said no to me. By the way, I want that uh, put it on. <laughs> no, no. I meant no. Like <laughs> no. no. I can't think of it. Not no. You. I knew it started with an A. You ass i also love how harry's uh <laughs> attempt to just to kill the basilisk is to climb higher with a big sword. i know i thought the same uh, thing yeah. I, I mean i know he's it. a child but like dude think a little bit ahead there that's making it a little bit harder for yourself let me just back myself into a corner and spend up. all my energy by climbing yeah that i guess if you put it that way it's bad i would literally shit my pants immediately and then just be like okay take me <laughs> yeah. I am so terrified me, of snakes, snake, and you're talking about me. the biggest snake ever. <gasps> Yummy! Um, that you can't even look at. That you can't even look at. That's crazy. I from from taking from the book, and I want to talk about this later. But like, I really like how they do everything with Fox the Phoenix yeah. in oh, this. Yeah. Like, I really like. It, it, I was like, I don't know how this is going to translate to the movie. I mean, when I was a kid, I was like, I wasn't <laughs> thinking like. How is this going to translate to the movie? Except you um, probably were. This is just how you've always a, been. A list of, <laughs> I know. I we were making a list of different that. ways that it could translate to the movie. But what in a thing that I did, like I really liked that was translated into the movie that was done well. Is like, I also really liked the parcel tongue scenes. Yeah. Like I was wondering what parcel tongue oh, was going to sound funny. like when set out set when he's I like, I kind of think it's a little lame. I don't love it. I don't, I like, oh, sometimes I, I, I feel like I'm, I'm laughing at him when he's doing it. And I don't think that's what yeah. I'm supposed to be. Yeah, I wouldn't be scared, that's for sure. Um, I'd be like, what the fuck is Harry doing? <laughs> Harry, um, you okay? <laughs> I, I you like something in your throat, dog? I mean, similar to that, because it's like kind of in the same voice, even though you could just hear it saying like, kill, kill. Um, I love the parts of the basilisk like moving through the walls. Like It just sets like a creepier tone, and yeah, I'm into it's that. It's for sure creepy. Especially because when you get to the end of the first one and Quirrell is the bad guy, you're just like, What? Like, yeah, he's, I don't know. But what one part I really, really like in the movie, like the way, like maybe even more than the book is I like how they do the, them like infiltrating Slytherin with the uh, polyjuice potion. Like I just, I love the visuals of it and I think it's Mm -hmm. funny 
and mm-hmm. Tom Felton, I'm going to talk about in a bit, is just so great in these movies. So, like, I really, yeah. I love how he acts in that when he keeps noticing that they're fucking odd. Um, Two things. What's up? One, I find it funny that his way of being like a snarky young kid is always to just raise his eyebrows all the time. I noticed that a lot when I was watching the second one. Um, also, have a good laugh. Potter. Um, <laughs> what's that, I also, that meme where it's like him getting ready to say Potter. Yeah. Yeah, I did notice that in the first and second one, and obviously this is because they were just first starting with the world, like all the magic stuff is like very visually predominant. Like when they do the duel, like there's like actual flashes of magic when they do things. Mm-hmm. Um. And you don't see that ever moving forward in this series. Like, they cast a spell and then you just something happens in result of it. But, like, in all of these movies, there's literally, like, huge flashes of light. When they do Polyjuice Potion, I feel like there's way more of a transformation when they do it versus, like, later on in the movies. It's, like, very, like, cutesy and fun and short. <laughs> um, yeah, you only it changes get it, a I lot. With, <clears throat> yeah, I think you only get it with, uh, um, like, Avada Kedavra. Like, that mm-hmm. has that, like, green well, light. The green up. light, yeah. Yeah, watch, I just watch killed you it, too. Bro. What's up? Yeah, don't about a cadaver in a it's room. Good thing you didn't have a stick in your hand. <laughs> um, but they also and like they do it when Harry's wand. What's it called when Harry's wand like matches with uh, Voldemort's wand? Voldemort's when they connect. Yeah. What's it called though? Um, Dumbledore Fusion like whispers dance. it. Oh no. yeah, there's like a word it's for a really, it. I can't remember it's a cool, right now. It's a cool word. I used to be obsessed with. But, um, <laughs> Dragon Ball Z stands out there. Do you guys have any <laughs> any other parts about uh, Chamber of Secrets before Definitely we talk not. about Prisoner? Okay, uh, wow. Prisoner of Azkaban. <laughs> I suspect oh. there's a lot that we would want to talk about here, so uh, let's just skip yeah. past it. Yeah. No, I'm kidding, uh, Layla. What? Uh, <laughs> what's your favorite parts? Why is it? I have your so many. I have so many favorite parts. Um, well, let's stick to like two or three. Mm. Okay, um, I, I just think it's the most creative of all of them. I love the time travel. I think the way they do the tra- time travel is very clever and fun. And I love watching how things line up from the f- like first part mm-hmm. when you're watching it before and after. I love all of that stuff. I think character building and new characters are so fun in this movie. Lupin is one of my favorite characters in the entire oh, series. And my um. I just the the relationship building between him and Harry in this movie is so fun. Um, mm-hmm. Love the Marauders map. Love them starting. And I'm gonna actually I have a critique of this to bring up later in a different category. But I do love them Good. starting to talk about the generation before and bringing mm-hmm. that into the mix. I just think there's so much fun. Like, in a different way, world building in this movie. Like they're bringing in the real heft of the storyline and some of the best parts of the storyline um without it being like too too dark you know it's not like just straight Voldemort's trying to kill everybody yet but it's like you're getting all these characters that Harry can like feel close to and that's fun to watch and it's new and you've got like the werewolf stuff like it's just it's a good time I don't know a lot's happening and I have a lot of other favorite scenes too but I could just go on and on about this movie it might be the only one where Voldemort isn't like the principal yeah menacing it's serious thing that's existing yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it's serious totally. black and like the grim and the grim yeah mm, so oh, man we gotta talk about Trelawney uh Nick what what do you like about Prisoner of Azkaban 
I love the entire sequence just before the time travel, and then the time travel mm-hmm. doubles like the doubles down. Sequence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just everything in there, like like uh, Wormtail turning from Scabbers into like the most disgusting human being that's ever lived. <laughs> yeah, that's just Timothy Spall normally, and just not like knowing how to be a human anymore is just really well done. Yeah. I mean, everything about Sirius when you know that he's no, like he's not a dog. Great acting, so fun is yeah. amazing. Yeah, and then uh, you gotta love a good werewolf transformation, and yeah. Harry Potter does werewolf transformations really well in like a really imaginative way. By the way, right. a different it, it definitely was like he took a lot of inspiration from an American werewolf in London because the transformation uh-huh. in that it movie does. is like famously yeah. grotesque and like yeah, it horrifying. looks a bit yeah. like that. But yeah. but the but yeah, to your point, Layla, like the werewolf. I can't remember how it's des- how werewolves are described in the books, or if they're described as being like lanky, like wolf slenderman. Well, n- not really. They're kind of described with how like Fenrir Gray- Greyback looks. Like they don't look that much different. But I, his is like he's a beast. Yeah, I well, think he's all like tall. He's like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, but with a. <laughs> But with a werewolf face. Man, uh, imagine a werewolf playing basketball. You don't have to. You can watch <laughs> Teen Wolf 2 starring Jason Bateman. Did not know that Teen Wolf 2 starring Jason Bateman was going to show up. Oh, wait. Podcast. Actually, I think that's in Teen Wolf 1 that he does basketball. And Teen Wolf this 2 is, is like baseball. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. My whole se- that's my favorite sequence. Up until Shriek and Shaq, all the way up until the werewolf transformation. Yeah, I mean, that I had both of what you guys are saying, like time travel and the Shrieking Shack. But, like, my main thing is, first of all, like, Alfonso Cuaron now, he had, at the time, he had just done, like, E2 Mama Tambien, mm-hmm. which, is like, was, like, a huge hit. But now he's an Academy Award-winning director, and, like, he's been up multiple times as a director. And it's really cool to see how his career progressed after this, because he did, like, Children of Men, like, three years later, and, like, that put him on the map as well so i he's visually so great and the number one thing i love so much about this movie is the transitions it's like every scene blends into another scene in a really creative way Mm -hmm. and he uses Mm -hmm. the camera to like pan through rooms and then like pan around the landscape and you get like scenes where harry's talking to lupin and they're on the bridge and you're like Mm -hmm. you just are understanding how big like where the Whomping Willow actually is. Like you're understanding the whole landscape and it's mm-hmm. so beautiful. And it's just so, it's, it, the transitions are so, so smooth. Like beyond if there was, any movie. Yeah. If there was ever a person to transition these films from like our like young time age, like frivolous, light, fun to dark, it was him. Like he just, he did it like seamlessly. And he also like kind of grew with us in the sense of like what we would want to see out of the landscape, you know, like in the first two movies, so much of it is just inside of the castle. And again, like shots of the food and the great hall and the warmth of that and the, and the Gryffindor common room and things like that. And then this one is just like, now we're going to be out in the woods. We're going to fly with Buckbeak. Like, we're going to go to the town. Ta- um, what's the town called? That's yeah. Like um, or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like we're in, and, and totally. So it's, it's, it's a lot outdoors and it, and it is like, you know, they got a bigger and bigger budget and mm-hmm. he nailed it. I would say the only other person 
if he were the same age at the time as like Denis Villeneuve would have fucking mm. killed this as well. But yeah, yeah. Quaron kills it. One of my favorite That's a facing parts, off though, drinking game drink. Every time I say every Denis Villeneuve, Denis Villeneuve, and I pronounce it cor- correctly. Correctly. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, my actually one of my favorite sequences in this is like the funniest sequence in it, and it's the night bus scene. I fucking <laughs> yeah. I it's love so, the night bus scene. It's so funny. Yeah, take the it whole- away. Aaron. <laughs> yeah that whole intro is so fun because it's like a huge it's a huge shift yeah sorry yeah no it definitely is because it's like the opening is really dark like Mm -hmm. um uh and then and he's like he's scared and he sees like serious black like he sees the dog and stuff and then Mm -hmm. it's so fucking funny and the rest of the movie is just so not fucking funny um (laughs) but yeah no totally so um let's Oh, actually, I there's one there's one moment that I didn't notice until this watch, and I've seen these movies a lot, and I've especially seen the third one a lot. But Professor Snape, and sorry to if you haven't finished all of Harry Potter for oh some God, fucking reason, get out. Professor Snape, <laughs> like eighth grade, an incredible hint at him being a good person and wanting mm-hmm. to protect the kids is the moment he protects them from Lupin when he turns yeah. into a werewolf. Mm-hmm. Like he fully puts his body in front of the kids to protect them. Yeah. And uh, it's like a really like sweet, small little nod. And I hope that Quaron like knew, you know, that Snape was good at the time. I don't know. Like if all the books were done by then, I feel like they were, I don't know. I should know that. Anyways, let's move on to Goblet of Fire, uh, which is a goblet of dicks. I'm kidding. I actually think uh, this movie is... I, lo- I, I, I wouldn't say I love Goblet of Fire, but I think the one thing that this has that the other three before it don't have, and that doesn't necessarily make it better than Prisoner of Azkaban, because it certainly isn't, is that it's really, really exciting from start to finish. Like, this movie runs at a very, very fast pace, with the exception of the sequence that's, like, Harry, like, after they get the golden egg, and, like, everything learning about that egg afterwards, that Mm. takes a lot of the movie, and I'll talk about that later, but um, I gotta give this movie credit for, like, it starts in a really dark place, and then it goes to the Quidditch World Cup, which I have a huge issue with, and then, but... Then there's like a fucking terrorist attack at the Quidditch World Cup. And then it's like, oh, let's go to school. Hey, actually, mm-hmm. instead of like school this year, we're going to do a fucking tournament. And that's going to be the bulk of this mm-hmm. this story. And that's fun. And that's also, objectively entertaining. Yeah. You know, regardless of like whether it works, because I, I, I personally don't find it to be that good of an adaptation from the book. Um, yeah. And then they Which really... Is a bummer. Yeah. And, but, and, and you know how the third one teases the darkness, but it's still like light, lighter in terms of the stakes. This one ups the stakes so hard at the very end. And like, yeah, this movie was ultimately and, and so did the book. This movie was ultimately. I mean, this was definitely the halfway point. Forward. Yeah, yeah, like exactly. this is like we're cutting off from here. We're moving into a very different era of this series, and you guys need to understand right at the end. This is this we're going dark. Like this is this is not the same series anymore. Oh, I mean, it's fucking harrowing in the scene. Yeah, you see, uh, 
uh, Cedric's dad Cedric, just like yeah. shouting oh, and stuff, and all the and then it just pans to the students' faces, and I was like, yeah. "Cut to commercial break! Cut to commercial <laughs> break!" <laughs> um, <laughs> I, uh, I, I do, I do. So I just kind of like complained about it a little bit, but I do like the movie benefits from being able to see how they work through the clues. And it's in the book, I kind of felt like when they were working on the clues, I was like, just get to the next event. Whereas in the movie, it's kind of cool to see them going from like different rooms in Hogwarts and working with different characters and like figuring out how to find these clues and seeing like Mad Eye scheme the whole time and then getting oh, some classroom scenes with him too. Mad Eye's date. Um, yeah, so I, that's the, those are kind of the main ones for me. I, I don't love this movie, but I really do find it entertaining. It's not a, like a slog to get through, which I I personally find the first two were at least as the second one to be. What do you guys think? I have some questions. One, why keep Mad-Eye in that box? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Save the questions. I have, I have, I have, I have there's a million. No, good things. Say good things about it first. Fine. You go first, Layla. Well, you have to keep, like, I guess you don't have to keep him because you need part, you need, like, his hair to, like, keep making the polyjuice yeah. potion. But I guess if you just killed him and kept his body, that would work as well. Um, I don't know. Um, just cut off all his hair, keep it in a box. <laughs> Maybe secretly. That's what I do with all of my enemies. What? Yeah. Maybe secretly Barty Crouch Jr. wasn't, like, completely horrible. Oh, no. <laughs> you just kept them in a box. Yeah, but like he does it's get kind of the some worst. good lessons. Which Could have cut off all his hair kept it in a box. Just saying. That's true. That's true. Layla, do you have any like favorite moment of this? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I the, the games themselves are really cool. Um, yeah. mm. No doubt about that. Like, no question about that. I think it's, there's like a lot, I think there is a lot happening in this movie as far as like projection of the storyline. Like, in in the like in in betweens you also just have a lot of them being teenagers which like to a certain extent mm-hmm. is very necessary cuz they are growing up in these movies and you do have to have that very awkward teenage phase and that's what the fourth one is mm-hmm. like i obviously not going to get into this but like the sixth one is like way more of a fun teenage phase to me that I enjoy watching. But this is like the kind of traumatizing, oh, fucking God, I hated this time of my life. Like just being that teenager is the worst. And like watching them go through it is like hard. Um, Ron is a little bitch in this movie. And like that obviously. I was going to say that's the best example of it. Like it has to happen. I mean, he's best friends with this kid who like can't stop getting fucking attention all the time. So yeah, Yeah. like of course they had to throw that in there. It's necessary, but it's really hard to watch. Uh, cause he's just like, literally he needs to chill. Um, I do like, I mean, the dance stuff is fun. Like the little relationship stuff is fun. I like that they threw that in there. Um, you like all the yeah. Cho Chang stuff? I mean, no, I, I, I think that like weirdly Harry has just no chemistry with any of the love interests that they attempted to like, I don't know. It just is like, it's not good. I, you know, in the books, from what I remember, they actually kind of had a thing for a very short period <laughs> of time. So it's like, yeah. in the fifth why part. why not just even attempt to bring that in a little bit? Like, have them have more interaction with each other than they do in the movie. In the movie, it's like, just long stares at each other. But they've both just acknowledged that they really like each other. <laughs> yeah. um, so that's lame. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's fine. I think there are fun things, but I think there's a lot of stuff going on and... 
I don't love everything about it. I do find the other schools to be a little bit like awkward. Like that whole entrance thing is really weird to me where they're just oh, like no. so corny. It's so, so weird. And then like it's a deleted <gasps> scene, but uh, I don't know if you guys have seen the deleted scene where Her- the Hogwarts then sings um, as yeah. their introduction. And it's like the most uncomfortable thing I've ever seen in my life. Uh, oh, my but I. Guys. I don't really, and it's their like school that. anthem. Oh, you haven't seen this? It's so no. uncomfortable oh my because God. they do like they've got these like warrior military like female and male schools coming in, and then you have them singing this we like very Hogwarts, yeah, are literally Hogwarts, <laughs> yeah, Hogwarts, and everyone's just like really proud of it while they're singing, and it's so uncomfortable. Um, yeah, I don't know. Ugh. Everything's. I find this movie kind of awkward at times, but other than that. I fun. like the awkwardness of the ball scene. I think the yeah, ball scene I, is great. That teenage stuff is really fun. Oh, I love that ball. stuff. Yeah. The ball. Yeah. Like the, the Yule ball. The party. Yeah. Yule yeah. ball. The, the Yule dance. Ball. Did you like the band that plays there? I was yeah. like, are those Love the to rock and roll. They're not the highest, <laughs> but they are fire. <laughs> They're pretty fire. Like, I was listening and ogres and elves too. <laughs> yeah. I was listening to like for the last two weeks. I've just had the score, like the whole eight film score, like soundtrack, like just going yeah. like, all the time. <laughs> yeah, JJ and just nonstop. <laughs> and like, that song like came up at one point, and I just remember like, turning around and being like, "Wait, what is this?" Yeah. Well, um, every time I listen to it, jarring. I'm like, "Wait, are elves in Harry Potter?" What about these? Are those in Harry Potter? Are we talking about actual fantasy or are we talking about the Harry Potter world? Yes. What exists and what doesn't? Rock stars? Yeah. Elves? Trolls? True. Do you, do you, uh, did you talk about Goblet of Fire at all? Yeah. We, yeah. The ball scene. Oh, the ball scene. I That's like the ball scene. I think it's, I like the, all the weird little awkward, like you said, the awkward like middle school phase. It's a fun transition in. for sure. It is, yeah. yeah, and it's it's funny with the Patel twins. Like I, I yeah. like how yeah, and Harry are just that. such freaking dweebs Such this whole dweebs. Movie. idiots yeah, just, fucking just idiots losing, yeah they're just like losing it like especially harry he's like he's got fucking groupies dude, maximize your potential dude yeah straight up doesn't even um, know he doesn't even seize the day he barely carpes that diem speaking of these yeah true um <laughs> speaking of all these performances and everything were we speaking of them i don't know but let's speak about them now let's talk about the performances and characters in these movies and uh carpet what yes he's the day nice okay i got it because in in the movie waiting dane cook goes carpe d's nuts didn't think dane cook would show up in this episode either dude i will bring in anyone so let's talk about the performances I want to get this out of the way very quickly. I've said this a lot, and for anybody who thought I would give up on this argument over time, I haven't. Percy had the potential to be the greatest wizard of all time. And if people weren't fucking assholes to him all the time, and if Gryffindors would keep up, then he would have been... He had... He was, like, the prefect of all prefects. He fucking knew everything. He's like the, you know, like middle of the pack Weasleys. His brothers kind of like didn't really give a shit about anything. He cared about everything. Honestly, Percy's incredible. That guy it was born to be a star. Um, the, the character. <laughs> Can I just not say the, yeah. like that? That was the just. I, that was the I least expected you to say that of all the things that I thought was going to come out of your mouth. Like, I just did not expect hey, that whatsoever. I'm an enigma. Um, well, okay. 
All right, Layla. Who works and who doesn't work in all of these movies? You could go like movie by movie, but like, who are your like standout performances? Because we get a new one. We get a new like. We get a new one. Two to three big actor like in each one. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I don't really think I have anybody that doesn't work for me and i think that might be a little bit of just bias of like having seen these movies so many times that i just kind of love most people at this point um i think obviously snape is just one of the greatest characters ever for me so i just think it's like there's no contest there i think maggie smith is really fucking great i think i mean obviously we should address the dumbledore switch i think um yeah here uh yeah it's the it's heinous it's heinous yeah. He goes from real I, low energy to real high energy. And, and it's not even high energy. It's just he's no he no longer has the charm. Like they he Michael Gambon is an incredible actor. I love him. He's great in Wes Anderson movies. Like he's just great overall. It, it what a fucking mistake switching to him. The tone changes immediately. He's so dark. He's so aggressive. I mean, that's a lot of that is directing, and we'll talk about that with Goblet of Fire. I'm sure you're going to bring up that every, the th- scene that everyone I will. brought up. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I mean, did the ch- did you find him charming at all, Layla? Like, I know they make him try to be, like, fun and nice, but it just feels forced to me. I, I thought about this a lot. I, okay. I kind of fall into a very, like, middle boat about it. I don't know. I... I weirdly watching them, rewatching them now and really thinking about it. I kind of think the transition was almost fine because regardless, the Dumbledore needed to be very different for the movies to come. Like, I don't think the Dumbledore we had in one and two could have fit into the future worlds that were created. Like, it just gets so dark. And the Dumbledore in one and two is just so like. Santa. There's something it, not Santa. There's something just like, I don't know not like Disney about him, but kind of like just childlike about him. There's something very childlike about the character that he made. And that's fine. It was perfect for one and two. Honestly, it was perfect. I just think that you did need kind of this really big shift moving forward with how dark everything gets. Don't get me wrong. The new Dumbledore has some weird ass moments and they're not always great. And they, it's a lot. It's a lot. percent of the time until you get to the last three movies it's really bad yeah it's not it's not perfect or great i just when i was watching it i realized that regardless i don't think that the first two movie dumbledore could have fit into the next world so i do think a transition or a change would have probably happened to have happened but had to have happened but i'm not saying this worked or was the right thing but i just don't i don't see one and two dumbledore fitting into how dark shit gets I, that's fair. I mean, that's definitely fair. I I really like Richard Harris and like th- his character in Count of Monte Cristo is like how I can imagine them getting it a little darker. He's still like a patient person in that. He, I mean, he teaches him patience in that. That I think he could have got. There's like a there is a darkness in his eyes when he talks about something. But I do agree mm-hmm. that the like seriousness of stuff later on kind of needed someone Gambon esque. I feel like um, uh, he's just too like manic. Yeah. He's very manic. I very feel. very manic. Like the darkness is needed, and I do agree that you know I think the problem is that there's a switch. 
I just all. think that like and part of that yeah, though yeah, is yeah. sorry. No, 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 go ahead. I was just gonna say like I feel like part of that though is it's just natural with how much he's weighing at all times. Like he is like kind of like weirdly just a constant mastermind in the background of all of this, mm, like trying yeah. to navigate literally a war. Like he, we don't really ever address in these movies that he's kind of like moving this forward. Like he's in charge of the order. He's like, you know, he's making all of these decisions. We see him in those manic moments when he's trying to put memories together to try to put all the pieces together to figure out how to defeat him. Like, that rests like as much as Harry is like at the end our savior. All of that rested upon Dumbledore's shoulders for many oh, movies sure. prior to Harry stepping in mm-hmm. when Dumbledore dies. So like, fair enough that you're fucking losing it a little bit because like it's a lot. <laughs> I yeah I totally and and I but that's what I think he does like the dark parts well. I think sometimes he's too aggressive and that's a directing yeah. issue. He's very aggressive, but I, yes. <laughs> but I my issue is that he can't do the happy parts well Mm -hmm. like the wonderment of of what the first guy does when he's giving some ridiculous speech and stuff is like you you give into that like when Dumbledore absolutely fucks on all the houses in the first one like (laughs) he still gives this important lesson and you're like oh cool he's like he's kind of kind so I'm not mad at him for being a abusive piece of shit dunking on three quarters of the school and i think part of that's the writing though they don't really give him a lot of opportunities moving forward to be that figure anymore which like that kind of sucks i guess for us because like it would be nice to have little bits of light but like as the movies go on everything just becomes dark like there's very little very very little like light left in the movie do you know who like I was thinking about because I put in a question for you guys like who's the most consistent throughout these movies consistently great I kind of have a weird one for you David Bradley as uh, Filch is just Mm. remarkable on each of these he plays that part so perfectly is that uh, Lord Walder Frey yeah yeah he's so fuck but it's like such a different character than Walder Frey yeah because he's such a bitch in these like, Walter Frey is, like, a cunning asshole. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, but, yeah, um, that, that guy would... is great. But Or Maggie Smith or Alan Rickman. Like, those are the, yeah, those are like the three top ones. Rickman. I also yeah. want to throw out Neville and Luna as well, because I do think that they... Like, Solid. Neville, even sure. from childhood, like, for him... I would actually argue that Neville's probably... We don't get probably... Luna until late anyways, so, like, that, for that's sure. fair. But, yeah, Neville for sure. I just feel like with Neville, like, he, for me, is the most consistent from child to adult. Like, he, mm-hmm. as a child... Even when he gets handsome. So they, great, like, yeah. keep his character, like... Yeah, yeah for agree. sure. Um, yeah, just acting-wise, though. Like, he does the ch- awkward child who's, like, kind of, like, nervous all the time really fucking well. And then yeah. he, like, kind of grows into himself really well, too. Like, I don't, I don't think there's any of the other kid actors that I can be, yeah. like... They did that really well because there's definitely moments for all of them where it's awkward I really and weird. Like, <laughs> I really to that point, I really like the scene where not actually Mad Eye Moody uses the the um, the forbidden curses, the forbidden yeah. spells. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Neville, and then Neville's him. all messed up afterwards. Yeah, really good acting. Yeah, to yeah. him, where I, he's just kind of like leaning up against that crying, that painting. crying window. I kind of like that transition. It was it's a, a good transition. Yeah, it's cool, but, uh, very cool. A little bit. 
No, I, I totally agree. I think he's great. And also, like, if you when you read the books and then you watch them, like, you know that Neville was technically also considered maybe the chosen one. Right. And, mm-hmm. like, how they handle him in the movies is really good. And that actor is terrific. And then he becomes hot as fuck. Um, yeah. So hot. Which is just crazy. Smoking. But they, he keeps that character. I was also going to say, like, with the kids, we got to talk about it. Yeah. I think Daniel Radcliffe <laughs> was like correctly casted in terms of appearance. I yes. don't think Daniel Radcliffe is fucking good at acting at le- at the very least in the first three and a half movies because like the end of Goblet of Fire he gets better, but his emotions are so fucking fa- the- Prisoner of Azkaban. He is so ridiculous when he's like laughing on Buckbeak because <laughs> yeah. he realizes that it was it wasn't his father's Patronus. I was like. What? This what is happening? This is not how people act. I don't know. Daniel Radcliffe sucks, and he's in this stupid show with Steve Buscemi right now, just like wasting his career away. I saw him in so assless chaps doing a dance in a saloon, and that's what he's doing nowadays. Um, uh, Rupert Grant, fine, perfect, and like he just plays his part really well through all of them. I think he gets really great later. I think in the fourth one, as you talked about, Layla, he gets. Like, he's a little bitch, and he's very good at acting about it. Like, but it's like... He's <laughs> a little bitch. He's just a little bitch. I mean, he is. I have is. a it's controversial really opinion. I don't oh, think God. it's that controversial. The first three movies, Emma Watson is not good. Uh, it's not that controversial. It's not think. that controversial. I, would, I, I agree. The, they give her two ridiculous of lines for yeah, her kid I, Yeah, say. I was going to say, it looks like she doesn't I, know what to do with the words that she has to cu- have come out of her fucking mouth. Like she's What like, upsets oh, me more is that they keep way too many scenes where she stumbles over her lines i don't know why they don't just fucking reshoot it but there are multiple scenes in the first movie where she stumbles Uh. over her fucking words and i'm just like what like just reshoot that fucking scene reshoot that scene yeah like what but yeah um no i i I, totally it's it's like it, there's too much. You could have. I know that these are real quotes that are from the books. You can adjust them so that it sounds right coming out of the kid's mouth. Like she mm-hmm. still has to sound smart, but I think like sometimes she's saying too much in a sentence, and then is also doing too many facial things. And it it really it comes together in the fourth one. I really think like in Gobble of Fire, she is one of the better actors in it overall because I just. I think she's the emotional center of that, and I just think that it, it's like as she grows up and her, her facial expressions and the shit she says just works a little bit better in it. I don't I know. Think I, I would say that what you just said is applicable to the third one for her, though. Like in The Shrieking Shack when she's like, I trusted you, and like when she's like, you know, I feel like she's kind of a little bit stronger than the boys in the third one, and like yeah. not to say any of them are that strong, but I think that she does a pretty good job. <laughs> When she, like, at the dance, when she's crying like a teenage girl yeah. because Ron, like, didn't ask her or whatever. Like, I think she does a pretty solid job in the third one. Um, That's the fourth one. Oh, shit. You're right. Yeah. What am I, I thinking of? The oh. Shrieking Shack, I agree with you. But I, I, but before that, like, when she punches Malfoy and stuff, like, there's something off about her performance that doesn't yeah. work for me. Yeah. I mean, I just yeah, think they're really good. awkward in the third one. Yeah. You're right. Like, they're just really awkward True. in the third one. Um. I, I will say, it's growing yeah. pains. As, what are you gonna? Yeah, it's growing pains. What are you gonna do? Growing pains. As far you as you cast Harry a bunch goes, of children, and you're like, all right, folks, <laughs> you're gonna be doing this for the next. You just have to believe it. Of your life. Yeah. I I kind of think like I said this earlier, but I kind of think like 
out of the kids outside of Neville, like I really think like Tom Felton fucking kills it the whole way through. Like he mm. plays a little. I think he's fucking hilarious in the first two. Like it, it's like he get, but he gets to do so much more with his character. Like yeah. Harry's got to be a lot more grounded, and so it's a tough thing for Daniel Radcliffe to do, and he's just not good at emotions. Whereas Draco is supposed to be so comically villainous, you know, and mm-hmm. it's like not as coming up some- Potter. Not like as, not as comically villainous as his John Ham looking ass dad. Oh, I fucking love uh yeah. what's his name? Patrick uh Looks like John Ham. Evil uh, John Ham. The the guy who plays Lucius is absolutely an incredible actor and he's I love him as Lucius uh personally. I don't know. Do, any other people we sh- Oh, we got to talk about Kenneth Branagh. I mean, there's so much to talk about. I haven't even gotten to talk about, like, Harry yet. But, yeah, there's so much to talk, talk about. about. Like, talk I, about Harry. Talk about Harry. I mean, I think... This was ambitious. I, I disagree movies. to a certain extent. I think I think Harry is awful in parts of the third movie. And I think that's because the third movie is very much a transition time for those kids. Like, I think they are officially teenagers at that time. And I think they're very much trying to figure out how to act, honestly. Mm-hmm. I do think Harry to me, surprisingly does a pretty good job in the first and second one carrying movies as a child actor. Like, I think, like, in the second one at the end when he, like, goes up against Lucius, like, he kind of carries himself in that scene. He's a kid, and he's kind of doing a solid job, like, going up against this adult who's, like, just, like, super venomous, and he's, like, holding his ground. I think I have to give him credit because I think he does a good job of playing against a lot of very adult actors and making it feel believable and lovely, despite the fact that he's an untrained child. Um, yeah. Yeah. He's, he is good in some of those scenes. And then like in others, he's moving his like shoulders and body and stuff that just, it, it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> his I mean, they're literally learning off. how to act as these movies are being made and yeah. they don't know where they're going at the end because true. The the final book. It's all came still out being developed. Oh seven. Yeah. Oh okay, that's and what it was. Okay. Yeah, so like Goblet of Fire, I think is oh f- no Five. Prisoner of Azkaban's oh four. Okay. I just think with the first one, okay. like they're so fucking adorable. Like I'm sorry, I just I don't I'm not like sitting there thinking oh shit like they're being like little kids right now. I'm like they're like everything Ron does in the first movie is so fucking cute. Every everything that comes out of his mouth is adorable. I think they're really cute. Like it, it's almost like I'm just watching What's kids. Just like what line? What's the line when he's like, she has got to get her priorities priorities straight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. Just and as far as a kid say that, as far as far as Tom Felton, like <laughs> I think when I watch him in the first and second one, I think sometimes because he's so like this character, like you said, I kind of feel like I'm watching a kid like at like su- like summer theater camp a little bit like he's yeah, just that's like what I love about it and like I know that that's fun but there are times where I'm just like this is like very over the top and like it just was a lot for me at moments but like you know it's they're just little baby kids it works I'm about it I like the I like them in the first two I think the third one's awkward fourth one they get a little bit more into their stride and then fifth on I'm and like all right these guys so. are doing they're doing a solid job <laughs> Yeah, I I mean, I understand, I understand. For me, the first two movies, well, especially the first one, I literally put a note in my phone. I, I can't handle 
how painful it is to watch scenes when it's just the kids. If there's no other adult in yeah. the scene, I'm just like, oh, God. They're, they're not ready yet. They're not ready for prime They're time. trying to herd I cats, they're so cute. I know. I, yeah, sure. I, I have a darker heart than you. Um, <laughs> uh, and then there's like so many good side actors that we love. Gary Oldman, Kenneth Branagh, uh, mm-hmm. Emma uh, Thompson. David Thewlis. David Thewlis. Uh, Maggie. I don't, yeah. Well, Maggie Smith is like a main actor. I mean, like the ones that come in and just Come in like, later? Yeah, come in later. Timothy Spall is great. I don't really mm-hmm. like David Tennant as uh, Barty Crouch Jr., but that guy who plays Barty Crouch Sr., I fucking love the way he pronounces shit. It was cracking me up the whole time when he was like, Miss Dedicure. And then, and then he like switch. I can't tell where he's from because then he switches it when Harry goes like, and he goes, "What's that, boy?" And then he's <laughs> yeah. like, "Yes, okay, and the ho- Hungarian horn tail <laughs> yeah. for you." Yeah, <laughs> he's really. I know what you're talking about now. Brandon Gleason, <laughs> fucking amazing. It's the names of the the names of the dragons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you think I was just making up shit? No, no. Um, I there's so many there's so many people, and then you get like a million other actors later, and I I do love. The movies really benefit from that change of defense against a dark arts teacher. Each mm-hmm. movie, like you're like, oh, who's going to be the next big actor that's going to be in this? And and it's really fun in that way. Um, any other characters, Layla or Nick? Well, I have something to say character wise, but it's actually just okay. in. I think you're going to bring up like our least favorite aspects, and I want to bring it up then. So yeah, all right. Uh, well, before that. Let's talk about the to- like how the movies shift like tonally and actually we kind of already have talked about that. Like, yeah, totally. I just it really is like one and two are very very similar, and then three. I don't even think three and four are that similar. It's just that the sh- the tone shifts so dramatically in three mm-hmm. to like mm-hmm. oh this is a prestigious movie. It's really serious now. Like, yeah. we brought in some darkness in two, but this is, like, really serious It looks shit. better. They brought in Gary Oldman. Yeah. They, they bagged they bagged Oldman. For, like, two scenes, too. Yeah. The bad guy Mostly just starts he, to feel more real. Well, no, it he just plays starts the to dog. feel more real. <laughs> yeah, he does play the dog. Yeah, it's motion capture, like yeah. Andy Serkis. I love when they're <laughs> just in Gary the Gary Oldman shack. walking around snarling. There's really no better moment like with like David Thewlis and and Gary Oldman and like like there's no better moment of like these adult act big adult actors that they bring in for these like incredible small roles yeah. than the shrieking shack moment where they're yeah. like they're like talking to each other and the kids are so fucking confused about what's happening and Timothy Spall comes out and then Snape shows up and he's like Expelliarmus because uh, he always says it in weird ass ways, and if you follow it throughout the movies, he says it differently every fucking time. Because Alan Rickman is incredible. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, do you feel? It's interesting because like Chris Columbus did the first two movies, mm-hmm. so they have like a visual quality that just gets so much better when they bring in a bunch of different directors. And I, do you know who did the last like three, Layla? She of like the films? Guy. No. Yeah. I don't. Okay. Scorsese. Yeah. Marty. <laughs> Wait, what I, were you about to say? Um, I don't know. I think it's really necessary. And I think it's good. And I think it's perfect. And I wouldn't want 
the first for sure the first one because i'm not a huge fan of the second but like i wouldn't want it to be any other way and in the sense of being the generation that grew up with harry potter like this fit us as children we grew up with it like literally the way the films changed we were changing with it in that sense and it worked like it worked Mm -hmm. for the generation it was built for I got to like live in that world and like want to be a witch and wizard, whatever, live in Hogwarts. Like I wanted all of that. I got to feel the thrill of that with watching the first movie. And then I I was bought in at that point. And then I could like keep growing with these characters the way that they did. So I just think the tonal shift is like necessary and important and perfect. And to this day, I watch them for those reasons. Like I watch the first one if I'm looking for that very nostalgic. Yeah kid-like feeling to feel good and warm and fuzzy and if i'm looking for something darker and more fun and more action-packed i know what to look like which movies to look at for that you know and i think they work and flow still you know as well it's not jarring the difference it's particularly if you know the books Mm -hmm. i mean yeah i i agree because they're so bingeable all the way through as a series they're like you know as much as we all love like Star Wars and Lord of the Rings and stuff. And for some people, Fast and the Furious, um, like Harry Potter is like across the board, one of the most binged movie series. And you could do it often. Like people do it often. Yeah. Lord of the Rings is always considered like a tough task. Cause you're like, Oh, I want to get through all the extended ones. I have friends who do it like six times per year. One yeah, of those same. friends is Layla. Um, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I, okay. So, so I just looked it up. David Yates does the last four movies. So, yeah, which will be interesting sense. to talk about when we do our part two of oh. this. Yeah. Uh, unless we get a bunch of emails that were like, this was really stupid. Don't do this. Um, mm-hmm. no, but it, it is interesting because Change then stuff. it has like a consistent tone yeah. throughout. And yeah. I actually think the books are like different too. We could talk about yeah. those in a little bit. Um, uh, well, okay. So let's talk about the negative things. Mm. Um, let's let's do what we did. Like, let's work through the movies. Talk about some questions we had. But let's do it in reverse order. So start with Goblet of Fire. Oh. I have more questions about Goblet of Fire than I do anything else. Same. Go ahead. I, I want to add. <laughs> do they do they not plan ahead for the Triwizard Tournament? Who is it? Like an owl shows up from the. I don't know, FIFA, and they're like, it's time for the Triwizard, bitch. And they're like, fuck. What makes you think get... that they didn't plan ahead? Well, he, they all, all the children show up, and he's like, hey, mofos, it's the Triwizard tournament. Oh, you mean they don't they, get like do a like letter the kids ahead don't of time? Know. Oh. Yeah, like a parent teacher or a, a parent, <laughs> yeah, there's like, no like, there's nothing, there's no like newsletter that's like, hey, remember, it's Triwizard tournament, so make sure to buy your spirit gear. Like, nobody. They, they, he just like he's just like, hey guys, it's Triwizard time, motherfuckers, and they're like, what's that? And he's like, well, let me like tell you. How often that does kids it happen? Die during other kids have died. They've said that you there are people yeah. that die. How often are they the, killing these children? Quite. I mean, the amount Some of danger that these shit. kids go through, uh, through uh, or danger that they go through in each of these I mean, movies. It's is just like I mean, it's perplexing. like in the first movie when Dumbledore is like, don't go into that forest or. You will die. You'll like die. it's just they you set that precedent die. really quick. <laughs> I know so you're. I know you're fucking eleven and yeah. shit, but don't go in there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and also, I just never, ever, ever have understood how Harry is allowed to participate. 
just because his name flies out the, sh- the well, they're thing. They're like it's once it's he's bi- put it's binding into it, contract. It's binding, yeah. And they're like, like your life is bound who? to it. He could die if he doesn't do it. With How? the fucking magic, I don't know. magic, yeah. Dude. It's like it's like when Snape and uh, Draco the do the like thermodynamics, dude. How or do they, they could just cancel it. Oh, when Snape does what? When they do the like, when he makes the like oh, promise yeah, yeah. that like is linked to his life. Like there are binding contracts in magic where like your life is linked to it, and that's what this is. Yeah, and then I guess they already went through with doing the Triwizard Tournament, so they had to do it. I mean... And I bet everyone was like, well, this series is called Harry Potter, so we gotta let Harry Potter... <laughs> All the like, characters were self-aware. the boy who lived. I have, a, I have so many questions. One, this is something I have literally ranted about for 10 plus years. I'm not even kidding about this. Anyone who knows me has heard me argue about the Igor Karkaroff shit. Mm. If Igor Karkaroff is not the one who put Harry's name into the Goblet of Fire, which he isn't because we know for a fucking fact that it was Barty Crouch Jr. as Mad-Eye Moody who did it. Why is there a moment where Igor goes into the great room by himself, looks at the camera, and eerily closes the doors? What was he doing in that fucking room? Having a smoke break? You know exactly what he was doing. No, I don't. Because oh it's God. because this is my problem with it. This is <laughs> actually misleading. an issue I have. No, it's a red herring, but it's a red herring that yeah, exists only herring. for the for the audience, and that I hate that because you you can have red herrings in movies, but there's got to be some how, kind maybe of explanation. That's just how Igor Karkarov goes through doors. No, but they put it in I there. Mean, there's got to be it. an ex- just do an explanation scene. Later. Does he look like a guy who just walks through doors normal? <laughs> no, he looks like sometimes a guy I who think, walks through doors creepy. Sometimes I think it's just him ensuring that what's his face's name gets chosen, his like star or whatever. Yeah, in the book, how dare you? Dare you not remember his Victor name? Crumb? Victor Crumb. Victor Crumb, thank you. The Crumb Lord. I'm sorry, I was distracted um, by your guys' back and okay, forth. Okay, I have another one. No, but no, this is like, a, that is like a thing that it just, it bothers me in a movie when it's they totally, allow the audience to, to you, exist. Dude. It's the Victor Crumb, dude. He's stacking the deck for Victor. No, but then t- say that later. Like, explain oh, okay. that later or something. Or do, do a little thing like, do away with him not being a villain. Otherwise, that scene exists only for the audience. Next one. His name is Igor Karkaroff. Yeah. If you too. can make the tents, like, if you could go camping and make your tent into a fucking palace on the inside, pimp. why do the Weasleys live in the burrow and not just make it look like a mansion? I know that they are like... Oh, we're happy with it. But they also do complain about it's their a, home and they're embarrassed about it. I know. Their home. It's a binding agreement that they have. Where <laughs> oh, if they have you, a dude. nicer house, they Can we die. kick them off? <laughs> <laughs> I know binding agreements. I'm an attorney. Um, anyways, that's a I mean, I wouldn't one. say that, like, are you talking about, like, their tent when they go to the, the Quidditch no, World he's, Cup? Because I wouldn't say why you, can, you can magically suck. make their home so much nicer just through magic. They're constantly cleaning dishes with magic. You could make it look, you could make it not, like, they get made fun of all the time. I guess that's their social status, anyways. I have a more serious question. Okay. Maybe you can answer. You probably can't <laughs> because I, I don't know how it's, this is a problem I have with the book as well. When you take polyjuice potion, you don't become the person. You look like the person. And like, sure, your voice can change or whatever. 
But Barty Crouch, how does Barty Crouch Jr. I know, well, it doesn't because they show you in the second one that it doesn't. But they could have in this, I'm okay with it being like, oh, they just like fucked up and the voice changes and we're designing that. My other, my issue is, how does Barty Crouch Jr. know as much about things as Mad-Eye Moody? How does he know all these little details? He's like the Daniel Day-Lewis of people who drank Polyger's Potion. But how did he... He he probably didn't extract it from Mad-Eye because there's no fucking chance Mad-Eye was getting straight up just tortured and told him everything. I mean... I always thought of it as like his like I mean his father is an incredibly prominent part of like government and police work and he does actually know a lot about like the wizarding world and the history and Mad Eye Moody. But he's been in Azkaban for like what? uh, How old is Harry? Right, but he grew right, but he grew up with it. He doesn't say anything that's like he wouldn't have known just through like channels and things like that. Like he's just like he's also an incredibly powerful wizard. Like he's a very bad dark wizard. Like he's. And also, like, dark wizards are hunted by aurors, which that's what Mad-Eye Moody is. Like, he he very much understands, like, the dynamic very well, you know? Okay, yeah, I knew you'd be able to explain it to a Explain this. But wait, Where do all the chickens come from? <laughs> when they have chicken. When they make chicken and it appears in front of the children... Do they have? Hey, do they do they have real live chickens back there? No, and then they the, just I, magic them all into fried chicken. You're you're laughing at my cause. I have serious questions about this I'm movie. I'm serious. How do they create all of the food? Fucking farms. Okay, uh, like with ingredients oh, or just with oh, magic. You don't know about the elves. Like the elves. Fucking. Do, there's like a million elves working downstairs there, just or, making the food. Yeah. Okay, that's. Oh, there are elves. I Sorry, forgot the. Books. I forgot the. Thank song. you. Can I bring up one last thing? It's very stupid. Yes. Licorice as a candy sucks absolute ass. No one eats black licorice. It's fucking disgusting. If you like black licorice, like if black licorice doesn't bother you, it doesn't make you puke when you taste it, you still don't eat black licorice. I don't know a single person outside of my dad who's ever like sat there and enjoyed licorice. Why would you have a bowl of black licorice that also bites your fucking fingers and our little like goblin things? Or chocolate that turns into a real frog and runs away. Because it looks really fucking cool. Yeah. I wouldn't think the licorice looks cool. It looks like it's going to hurt you. Everyone and you're also wants not to eat, eat a live frog and it's not a have waste. any of the repercussions. Layla, do you have issues with this movie? Like real issues? <laughs> Actually, I have. Um, After all well, of that. <laughs> um, we're still on the fourth one? Yeah. Okay. Um, just, well, I think, I think that's just a, ask, I'm just asking questions. Yeah, that's true. You are just straight asking questions. I'm a chaos agent. I mean, I would say the fourth... You are a chaos agent today. I'd say the fourth one just... It does have... I mean, I'm sure that's why you rank it a little bit lower. It has, like, a lot of issues. Like... Yeah, I mean... It's it's close to three hours, and we don't even get to see the Quidditch World Cup. Yeah. Yeah, it's so true. I mean, like, least favorite things. I don't, like... I said it before. I don't love how, like poorly they uh, adapt his like love interest with Cho Chang um we I don't think we've talked enough about and now we're in least favorite so I I, I'm sad I'm bringing this up now but like I feel like we have not talked enough about Robert Pattinson in the fourth movie (laughs) um yeah that's his this is his first official role in a film like credit role in a film wild yeah and I just while you guys were talking I realized we haven't even like brought him up 
Uh, he's not he's a least fine. favorite aspect for me, uh, but I just was thinking about him because of Cho Chang. Oh. He's, not, um, uh, he's not. He's not. Um, yeah, I don't know. Really, I mean, it's fine. It's I think fine. the fourth one is just really average for me. I don't really... I, I, we should obviously bring up... It's in the next category. I won't bring it up right now. I was going to bring up Dumbledore in this movie, but I'll bring that up in the next category we're going to talk about. Oh, Let's go thing. on to the next okay. movie. Yeah, yeah, sure. Also, can I just... One last thing. The maze is really, really lame in the movie, and the maze is, like, one of the most fascinating parts of the book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, there are a I bunch agree. of creatures yeah, in it, like a, Which I was gonna a sphinx, like... Bring up in them. Just yep. add 30 more minutes to the movie and give me the a good maze and... Oh, the Don't add 30 up. more minutes. Just no, take other seriously. things out, but yeah. Or take other things out, but then add... You could make it long. Anyways, let's talk about Prisoner of Azkaban uh, issues. Mm. Not too many. I'm. I'm going to be honest. I don't really. I, this is my favorite of the movies. I don't really have too many issues with it. I don't either. I have issues with everything. Um, yeah. No. Uh, okay. This one's not necessarily particular to the movie, but it is something that I question in this. I know it's like part of his character, but Snape hating Hermione so much in classes and stuff for being a know-it-all always confused me because snape is an absolute know-it-all like and he like he's a half-blood prince you find out later he's obsessed with like one-upping books even and he like there's a moment where hermione answers the thing and like starts Mm -hmm. talking about werewolves and explains what a werewolf is which is what he's trying to get to and he's like that's the third time you've spoken out of turn fucking 500 million points from Gryffindor because I'm a bitch. So as far as like I always interpreted it, I think that he does kind of resent seeing Hermione because he she reminds him of Lily a lot because she was an incredibly bright witch in school. And like she's also kind of like, like if you just look Lily, at them always. as like characters. I know, but like it's hard to look at that, right? Because it's like your long lost love that died. So it's like yeah, hard it, to see that and to see a representation of that in this young woman. Um true. in the I mean, sense of like how it's hard for him to it's hard for him to see Harry because it's a representation of James Potter. <laughs> right, so, who is a menace and we'll talk about it when we do the second yeah. part of this, but James Potter's a piece of shit and he shouldn't <laughs> be recognized as anything but a piece of shit. Um, I also really hate the final, sh- the final shot in, uh, Prisoner of Azkaban when he's like on the, uh, broom and it goes flying up and then it's like, yeah, and then he just stops. Um, but it's cool how they do the cyclical thing where it's like Lumos and then at the end yeah. he's like Lumos Maxima and then he's like, uh, I, I solemnly swear on that I'm up to no good. Chamber of Secrets, worst. Oh, um. Manny. I fucking hate Gilderoy Lockhart in this movie. Um, I think it's an awful casting. Awful casting. I think he's not a great actor, but on top of that, Gilderoy Lockhart is supposed to be like head over heels. on right now? No, I think he's supposed to be like head over heels attractive and cute. This man is fucking ugly to me, and I never thought he was attractive. I don't... None of these women would ever be stumbling over themselves around this fucking man. I think it's ridiculous. I I don't know why they cast him as like this version of like an attractive older man because he's just lame. And I it's I don't like it at all. I mean, I just don't like it. I was like, I can't. I don't like it. (laughs) I thought it was perfect for doing that because it led into Ron, like the moments whenever Ron sees him say something and all the girls like going crazy. He's just like always looking around. He's like, 
what are you guys talking about? Like, this, no, this I love, I know, I love the concept, but like, and you can create like a very douchey, attractive person. I'm just saying the person they cast is not attractive whatsoever. And he just looks oh, like okay. an old white man to me. It's not, not attractive. He's okay, not. first of all, let's uh, let's fucking make sure that we talk up. about we don't say the person. Like Kenneth Branagh is one of the most famous actors of all time. I'm so sorry okay. to all the Kenneth Branagh heads out there. You you deserve. They're more. called Ken heads. Too. Ken heads. Like in <laughs> <six edges>. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, no, it's con, uh, con heads. Yeah, con heads. Yeah, these are Ken heads. Um. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Fair. I think it's Brand funny man. to make him not that attractive because it it's like it's so obviously like what are these people talking about i don't i think he does like his i think the reason why they casted him is he's really famous for like shakespearean plays and he plays the Mm -hmm. part in such a like fantastical way um yeah i guess that's fair yeah i just don't buy into it (laughs) okay so that that's bad because that's a lot of the movie to layla's point yeah he's he's gonna play um Boris Johnson in a movie, so oh, uh, he can nail that. But yeah, that is to her, your point that he's an ugly, weird-looking dude. <laughs> I'm sure you got plenty of other issues, though. Uh, yeah, I mean, I do think it's too long. Um, I what don't. Do yeah, I don't like the way that they portrayed Parcel Tongue, or at least the way Harry does it. I think it's. I said this before. I just think it's like kind of laughable a little bit when he does it, and like I wish it was a little bit creepier as opposed to just like hmm. i just like when he's doing it i just imagine the other kids being like hey the, the fuck you doing like what, what's <laughs> going on you okay <laughs> um it just i can't take it seriously so that's kind of yes. going into the next guy or book to movie i don't love that adaptation um hmm. yeah i don't know i kind of ta- i think i feel like i addressed a lot of the things about this movie that i didn't like before but i think there are like there's a lot of misdirection with the spider and that being the creature and all of that stuff. And I just think it like, it just, it takes it. It's such a long ride and it, I like lose myself. Like I don't want to keep watching it because of that, but I get that they're trying to be true. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah, but you could use your discretion. Like, Hey, this part maybe isn't going to work for this movie. So let's leave it out. You know, they leave plenty out. So, um, yeah, I agree with you. They could have, they could have done that. Um, I have a couple questions. No, just actually one main one. And it's not even like an issue with the movie. I just genuinely wonder this. What would have happened had Hagrid not been in Nocturne Alley? Would Harry have gotten molested or like killed? Because those people started swarming him and they're like, I got something for you, boy. Molested? I mean, they're all <laughs> old creepy Christ. people. I, dude, I can't watch these movies and not know that this is a sick world regardless of if it's bad <laughs> Oh my not. God. I'm just saying, had Hagrid not been there, it would have been fucking Something bad, bad would have happened for sure. Yeah. I don't know if it's molestation, <laughs> but... Well, they didn't look like they were going Glad with we're good intentions, so we can't give them the benefit of the doubt. Shake his okay? hand. Yeah, true. <laughs> oh, the boy who lived. You yeah. killed our master. Um, okay. <laughs> I, one huge issue I have with this movie. I love Dobby, and like Dobby oh. is great later. He's a lot in this movie. He is a lot it's in this movie. Too much in this movie. Much. 
too much in this movie and also it's a it lot looks of energy fucking horrible it looks it horrible looks you want to talk about when... mania manic is fuck <laughs> oh yeah he's manic but also like i'm not even talking about that like visually dobby <laughs> is so bad because it harry's not looking in the right place most of the time oh, no, i don't know how they did it bad it's they didn't do like no, an actual like yeah Andy Circus, I guess, wasn't around to fucking uh, <laughs> be in like a little suit jumping around like Dobby. So it's just tough. Dobby is a great character. We all love Dobby, but like it just doesn't work in this give me one. The circus cut. Yeah, give me the circus Andy cut. Andy Circus playing. Dobby. Um, I have to say one negative thing about John Williams, and it only comes out in this movie. There's a moment where John Williams dips into his Jurassic Park score like very briefly, and I was just like, "Hey, man." You already did that. Uh, that's it. About? That's really it. If there's a moment where um, Put the, the, the flying stamp. car scene around the train, if you oh. listen to it, it sounds exactly like Jurassic Park. See, this is what I mean about this movie. Like, you just threw out the flying car scene, and I had, like, completely forgot that that shit was in yeah, this movie. Like, so bad. much shit happens and, in this fucking movie. And then the flying it's car becomes, like, like, a character later. And I know that that's in the book, but it's so stupid. Um yeah, Can such a small. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. It lives in the wild. Well, no, no, no. I mean, you're, you're, it, it's a small, stupid thing that doesn't even need to be included. Except for, well, I, I was going to say, like, it's them. nitpicky, but like, it drove itself to them to save them. But then Ron has to drive it after that. I just don't really understand oh, that at all. <laughs> like, I just don't think Ron should be driving it's this like car. A horse. Yeah, I guess. Like the horse came <laughs> to find them, and it's then magic, like, the horse bro. Was like, but I'll go. <laughs> based on it's your signed way. a contract <laughs> god damn you i uh, okay so this is just it's not really like a huge issue and i kind of wanted to talk about with the first one but and, and i'll lead it into the first one as we talk about some negative things before we talk about the book um professor mcgonagall mcgonagall is like not a very good person I want to put that out there. She turns living animals into fucking objects in this. And that's like her whole class is doing shit like that. But then later when, when, uh, don't bag on the teacher when it's just the curriculum that she has to follow. Oh my God. Like don't hate the player, hate the game. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Um, it's bad. Um, and then she scolds Mad Eye for doing it with Draco in, in the fourth one. And I was like, dude, you fucking what? There's no difference between like a fucking bird and Draco Malfoy. Come on now, a toucan and Draco. Come on. Wait, what does she do to Draco that you're upset about? No, uh, Mad Eye Moody turns oh, Draco yeah, into, into something. A ferret. Yeah, into a ferret. A white and ferret. then she says, "She's like, Alistair, we do not do that with students." Um. Anyways, yeah, because there's a difference between a student and a goose, dude. I don't know about that. Um, not when it's Draco. What? Okay. Any any quarrels with the first one um i'm sure if i got really nitpicky there would be plenty but i'm gonna go ahead and say no because i just think the first one is like what it's supposed to be for what it's supposed to be so i'm just gonna leave that there so no quarrels at all (laughs) oh you're so funny game (laughs) can't sit here and let him keep saying that yeah he's not that great it looks dumb when voldemort's on the back of his head Oh God, it's so yeah. Dumb. I mean, it's just it's an old movie. I don't know. It's I'm just, like, yeah, it's question. Just not, he, I like yeah. that he gets like Thanos. <laughs> how does dusted. he? How does he actually die? Because I know that they say it's love, but what are they talking about? Who? Quirrell. When uh. Harry touches Quirrell, he dies. 
His face turns to ash. How did that not happen to anyone else Harry touches? What is, what is, what is love, baby, don't hurt me? It's um, probably magic. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. Um, also, <laughs> uh, I have to bring this up anytime it exists in any movie. I really, really hate when a memory sequence is just in, it is uh-huh. really poorly. It looks bad. It looks fake and it's really dumb. And there's the memory sequence when you get Voldemort killing Harry's mom. And it just, mm. there's some visual thing that they do in memory sequences sometimes where it looks like it's like, um, slow-mo, but like really shitty slow-mo. Um, I hate it. And I just, I'm going to bring it up. And also the CGI is really tough in this movie. It's like yeah, the Quidditch I mean, people are like video game characters. Yeah. It's old. I don't know. They just, sure. that's not what they were focusing on. <laughs> I'll just, yeah, I just, I, I mean, I'm just saying negative things. I overall think it's pretty great. Okay. Um, books versus movies. Mm-hmm. What do they do right? What do they do wrong? Also, what it, out of the books, is it all? Is the third also your favorite, Layla? No. Okay. No. Um, is the seventh your favorite? <sighs> is the fourth? I'm like, I'm kind of like, I'm weird with books. Like, I have moods with series. Mm. Like, okay. I have like a lot of favorites, and I like pick and choose what my favorite is depending on what my mood is. Like, I actually love reading the first book. Like, it's probably my most commonly like. I'm in a mood to read Harry Potter. I just want to pick up the first book and read it. Um, the seventh is definitely the best in my mind as far as okay. like like literature. Um, I have yeah, a very unpopular opinion. I really what? enjoyed reading the fifth book. And I know that like people fucking oh, hate that book. Other people. Oh, you might. It, it, it's not just me. Like this isn't just you've heard me rant about it. I have never ever read the entire fifth book and I've tried no people hate the fifth four book. times no I yeah, literally I can't it. get through the first half of it and I know the yeah. second half is good so I just eventually on like the fourth try I just skip to the end yeah because it's so yeah. it's so bad yeah um yeah and the fourth I know, book unpopular opinion three <laughs> times I think the fourth book is fucking amazing that was I like the really like the third book, book, book that though. made me go uh yeah um, yeah, I mean, I think the third book's my favorite book. It's my favorite movie. Mm. I don't have any... I don't have, like, huge... The third one's your favorite? Besides... Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have huge quarrels with any of the adaptations, except give me the Sphinx, baby. Give yeah, me the, the Sphinx damn is really cool. Issues. I... Well, okay, so... What, uh, let me tell you a positive one. For the book, The Prisoner of Azkaban, I talk about this all the time. I really, really like that both the movie and the book are different. They have the same structure. A lot of the same moments happen, but they mm-hmm. take slightly different paths to get to that. I think the the third movie is really, it explores things that the book doesn't. And it's amazing because it can always exist in this place where you're like, oh, you don't have to ch- like the book more than the movie with it. And that's so yeah. rare with these adaptations. And the third one might be the only one that's like that. And, um, yeah. so I don't have any I, negative thing about the third one at all. I am, um, I think like I am maybe a little bit not with the majority in this opinion, but like, I'm fine when movies don't adapt entirely specifically to mm-hmm. the book. Like I do think they're very different mediums of art and sometimes you just have to make adjustments for something to be conveyed the right way. 
Um, so I'm fine with that. I know I don't really have too many issues with that. I do think my two major issues, I think as a whole, I am incredibly impressed by how well they built this universe. Like just how meticulous it is, how beautiful it is, how much I feel like I'm in Harry Potter and at Hogwarts when I watch these movies. Um, for the third one, the only issue I have is that I do think I really love the Marauders. Like, I love that generation, and I do love all the stories that come with that generation, and I don't think, personal opinion, I don't think they give enough of that, and I think it would have been really cool if we understood, like, later on, you start to see these flashbacks, and especially through Snape's eyes or through, like, Mm. Harry's relationship with Snape. And I just think it would have been great if we, like, understood that generation a little bit more before those flashbacks. Like, Marauders in the third one is, like, a really fun thing and understanding Lupin and Sirius and all of them. And I think they give you really small glimpses of it, but not as much as I wish they did. So that's my only qualm there. I think as far as adaptations, the fourth is probably the one I like. And I think a lot of people have the most issue with and are just, like, a lot of things like they didn't love about the adaptation. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's the, we, this is probably the category to bring it up. And there's the famous scene with Dumbledore in the fourth one where it's like the most, I think maybe the most memed scene in Harry Potter. I forgot about this. Yeah. Yeah. Where like in the books, the line is literally Dumbledore calmly says, Harry, did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? But in the movie, he is literally throws him into a table. Yeah. (laughs) And goes, Harry, what's this? He's like, where's Martha? (laughs) Yeah, he does get very upset at the time. Where's Harvey then? (laughs) (laughs) no it is it is it's shocking if you and i read the book like i think twice before the movie came out and i remember seeing that and i was like whoa wow whoa 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 and at the end whoa 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 (laughs) he does it later too and i noticed it this time around when i was watching when harry returns with cedric and he's and he's on cedric and he's crying Dumbledore just like tries to rip him off of it. And yeah. then when they're in the room with Barty Crouch Jr. and he's doing the Death Eater um, thing, the symbol, he's like, Harry, your arm. And he just fucking pulls his arm. And it's like, dude. It's, yeah, he like grabs his arm really hard. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, hmm. it's a huge issue. I Also, <laughs> there's so much of the book they left out. And they... And they yeah. They didn't need to. Like it's our. You were already committed to making this long. Just either either cut out some things or just make it longer. I'm I'm yeah. honestly fine with that. Yeah, um, I I agree. I think it is probably. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I as far as like conversations I've had, I think it is one of the more controversial of the adaptations. I think the fourth one specifically, people are consistently yeah. like, that's not the best of the adaptations. Yeah. Well, I do have one positive part of it. I am not, when I read, I'm not a very like imaginative person. Like it's, I, if they describe a character facially or any of that, I don't even know how to place them in my head. Like I just can't build them in my head. I don't know what it is. So like sometimes I like seeing a movie first and then reading the book because then I know the face. But then it's like a lot of people who love the book are like, Oh well, they cast that person completely wrong because that's not yeah, what she looks I mean, like. And I was we like, should probably, well, I, I have no idea. We should probably address Hermione because that's one of the most like 
upsetting, I think, for, like, female fans of this series. Hermione is very, like... uh, Because she gets I don't know how to, like... No. Well, no. Uh... Hermione's just like I don't they they try to like pretty her up basically. Like they make a pretty yeah. version of her for the movies. Like not that she's not gorgeous in the books, but like they make a version of her in the movies that they think is like sellable, I think, which is That's lame. What I mean. Um yeah. I just I mean, said yeah. it in like a, a simple boy term. <laughs> <laughs> like her hair is supposed to just be frizzy as shit and huge and like she's, you know, like her looks are not something that she focuses on. Good for her. And like in the movies, they're like, okay, we're going to make her hair smaller and smaller and smaller as each movie goes on because big curls apparently are unattractive. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's lame. And I don't love that. And that's a shitty thing they did in the adaptation. But that's Hollywood for you. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, again, for me, like that wouldn't have been an issue because I just can't visualize those things. But w- like a positive thing in Gobble to Fire is like when I was reading the part when the wands, you know, touch or whatever, which sounds uh, great. Um, yeah, yeah. But when the beams <laughs> like hit each other in the book, I was like, I don't even know what this looks like visually. And the ghosts are coming out and stuff and talking to Harry. And I like how they do it in the movie. Like, it looks ridiculous because it looks like almost like lightsabers and stuff. But at the same time, it's like, that's what it is in the book. I was not able to visualize that myself. So I loved how they... Sometimes you can benefit from visualizing something in a movie. And that's why it's not always the case that the book is that much better. Um, Yeah. But I, I and and again, actually, I think that's what's beautiful about the first one is that they really build the world visually, and mm-hmm. that's not an easy thing to do. As like anyone who's been adapting things lately, it's really hard. And this isn't like, you know, Game of Thrones where you could just set it in like a Spanish-looking mm-hmm. landscape. This is like you are building a whole magical world, and you need to put all the. Ca- it's like Star Wars more. It's yeah, it's something that doesn't exist whatsoever. Like you can't even really pull from a lot of things for this. This is true imagination and like craftswork. It's 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 amazing, and I think that's why I like keep addressing the first one so consistently. I do think coming from a blank slate, that's insane. Like, I think it is important to just address that, like, they didn't have any precedent to go from. Like, the other movies, they had something to go off of. And, like, this is not, like, this is a world that now one of a kind exists that everyone knows. They see images of it and they know what it is. People want to go to Hogwarts. We have a real-life Hogwarts you can go to now and, like, visit. I've never been to it either, but, like, that's incredible. Like, this is, like... They built this world. I would literally be so down. Um, I really want to go to the Florida one. Well, you got to go to Florida, man. Yeah, I don't really want to do that, though. Right. Um, yeah, me neither. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I agree with you. And I actually, that leads me into the next question, which I, I wanted you guys to answer, is if there's one, like, magical thing you could, t- or, like, what, what's the one thing that you wish that you could take from Wizarding World that's not just straight up, I can do magic? Be an Animagus. Okay, cool. That's Easy. such a great answer. Easy. I don't, I don't it's been think that that's way a good answer at all, but... Making a bunch of fried chickens out of nothing. Okay. <laughs> We're going to get you some chicken, my friend. It's pretty easy. Yeah, I feel like you're very focused on this shit. Honestly... Yeah. Have you, um, have you honestly, fried chicken? What? 
Just like free fried chicken all the time. What's happening? I don't know. I really don't. No, um, I, I, yeah, go ahead. It's animated. No, no, no. I, I was going to ask. What, what's yours? I don't know. I like, I kind of had a hard time with this. I don't know. I mean, I think in general for me growing up, all I ever wanted to do is live at Hogwarts. So like if, if Hogwarts could be a real fucking place that I could like go to, then yeah. that's what I want. I want that to exist. I want to be able to go to Hogwarts and go to school there. <laughs> Even with that just would be like the so constant cool. fear of like you're probably you're likely to die. Yeah, I don't want to die. Um, I would, but no, I, I, I would, agree. The I, sacrifice I is your worth answer, Mister Animagus, isn't a good answer. No, I was just kidding. I just don't want to turn into an animal. I'm fine being a human. I think we have a lot more benefits Dude, than animals. Think don't. about. Um, I would. I just wish that Quidditch existed. It's I want to watch fucking Quidditch. Um, That's like, your fucking. I want to watch Quidditch, but you know what? I also have always found weird. Everyone in the school <gasps> loves Quidditch, but in no universe does everyone like sports. But I mean, everyone in that it, like actually cares. But it's fucking to clarify wild though, yeah. anyone that goes college to sports. a school. Yeah. yeah, like college sports are the same thing. Like anyone that goes to, I'm sure there were fucking people at Hogwarts that were like, "Fuck Quidditch, I'm in the library today." Like, I'm sure know. there were people Every that didn't go to the games. crowd. They're losing their fucking minds. Oh wait, you know what? <laughs> you might be right on that. No, it's during the Triwizard Tournament when he's doing the dragon thing. There are people that are not at the at the oh, event yeah. because he goes by the school with the dragon, and there's people like in the courtyard. Which is so not chill of fucking Dumbledore <laughs> to allow that because there's a Hungarian horntail fucking. You gotta lock that stuff um, down. Man. I want to say this because I completely forgot to bring it up way before, but like, Wood was like life. He was literally. Oliver we all Wood? simped for him. Yes, oh, really? Oliver Wood was like, oh my. god. God, that was every girl's like sexual awakening. I shit you not. This guy he has, was like, like a Scottish accent, right? Too hot for us. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. He's like, and this, we didn't deserve like, Oliver Wood, but we got him. And holy fucking shit! Like when he I when McGon- oh god when McGonagall comes to get him at first, and he comes out. Yeah, of the like literally. Like, I still to this yeah. day, I'm like, oh god, hi. <laughs> I love that when you get, when you open the door, there's that really yow- loud shouting noise coming from Quirrell's classroom, and he's just holding an iguana. <laughs> like, I don't know what's <laughs> happening in there. Um, yeah, Oliver Wood also, like, I fucking hate the moment where the bludger comes out and Harry first try hits Blodger. it right through. Bludger. 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 Yeah, <laughs> And Harry first try just smacks it through oh, the yeah. fucking thing, and I was just like, fuck you. He's a natural. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, he, wasn't, he didn't even know that thing was there. So You're just dumb. jealous. Um, okay, fair enough. Yeah, Oliver Wood, hot as hell. That's uh, that's how we conclude. Um, <laughs> I, I, just, I guess, very quickly, how do you feel about the Fantastic Beast movies? Oh, don't oh. even. Bring yeah, we that. don't need to. Okay. In here, I, we were oh, I'm. About I'll do, b- doing them with these. Turn into I'll give you a hot take. I like those here. movies. Oh, Ugh. what about? Them? I don't hate them. Um, I, oh. I did. I. So this is my thing with these movies as well as the Hobbit movies. I did not go into any of these movies expecting them to be uh, good, so, and I didn't oh, expect so them to. They're not good. Yeah, but I like them. Like, I enjoy them. I have a good time watching them. (laughs) 
Okay, fair. That's okay, fine. That's, that's fine. fine. I see that. I'm glad that you could. I just like. I really just painful. like when these worlds get to extend. That's my sure. thing. Like when these worlds yeah. end, I get sad, and I like more content within these worlds. Speaking of which, I didn't know about this until today, but it's been like what? passed around that people really want uh, a background story on oh, Snake yeah? and how he was a Death Eater and how he mm-hmm. came under Dumbledore, starring Adam Driver as Snape and. Boy, have I want have I never we, wanted something more. We just more. greenlit that yeah. on this podcast. We, so. I, I, he's oh, got to do it. <laughs> we got some pull. Timothy Chalamet we got, we is got the a... young version, and then Adam oh Driver God. is the old version. Holy shit! Come on. I mean, Timothy Chalamet has fucking no epic. fucking uh, the, standards. He's that's doing an Wonka. SNL sketch. It is. That's just how like it starts. Wanting to cast Adam Driver and things. Yeah, that's is. okay. All right. Um, got, I don't. Are we doing it? So I don't know if we're doing an episode next week. I mean, we are, but like, I'm going to be in Los Gatos. Spooky so, mystery. Yeah. If you will. We thought, either will or I we thought we had a plan. <laughs> we, we did, did but we I'm did. going. Gabe's changing it right now. I don't know. Wow, live okay, live on air. I'll talk to you guys. <laughs> but we might have one next week. It might be really exciting. And Ava. Uh, one of our favorite listeners was like, was it was it Ava or was it another friend that was like, what's happening with you guys? You guys don't release episodes as much. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so yeah, one of, my, one of my one of my long term best friends, Ava, that I grew up with, Ava. such a fan. No, you can call her Ava. Like all, all the all the people call her um, Ava. Um, she definitely texted me to make sure that we're doing okay <laughs> because we've made so many adjustments to the pod. Uh, such a true fan. Um, we're just trying to switch things up for y'all. You know, let us know what you think. Let us know if you love the the moderator system. What you what you do and don't like. It helps us. So keep us updated. Oh, I could moderate next week. That could work. Um, okay. Yeah. I I I agree. I I think you guys should give us some feedback and also let us know. Like this was an ambitious task, taking on four movies and trying to do it at under two hours. So. If you like this, we'll do more like this. I mean, it was hell, but we'll we'll do it. I'm very um, hell. No, I had fun. such a I was great time <laughs> watching all the movies, especially in the heat of Uh-oh. October when a bunch of shit is coming out. Um, like when I but watch you guys Harry should Potter's let movie. us know if if there's other ones you want us to do because you better believe we're gonna do this with Lord of the Rings at some point. So Fuck yeah, uh, hit us up. Find us on Instagram, uh, Instagram.com/slash/facingoffpod. Find us on Twitter, Twitter.com/slash/facingoffpod. Just look up Facing Off. It's super simple. Uh, if there's so much that we forgot to talk about in these Harry Potter movies and it's not Call us simple out. to DM us, send us an email, facingoffpodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to rate and review us on Apple. I think a lot of you guys have forgotten to do that, and that's okay. I'm just glad that you're listening, but it would really help us out a lot. It'd be a great candy uh, treat for us uh, if you did that. <laughs> and Rami loves his treats. Um, like a cookie. Like a cookie. Uh, you guys got a send off? It's fucking Leviosa. Right? <laughs> See, I did the thing for Not Leviosa. Right? <laughs> right? It's the thing. It's the. It's Leviosa. Chip, 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 chip. It's fucking Leviosa. <laughs> Not Leviosa. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>